0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Leifelm. I'm your co-host, Richard Lay, and here with me today is Tyler Cunningham, Kevin, Patrick. And today we have a new episode for everyone, and I think before we start, I wanted to make an informal announcement to everyone. Uh, I just want to take this time to say I appreciate every single one of you as my podmates. Oh. Um, I really look forward to this podcast every week. Uh, It's been a really fun ride. Like, I really um, enjoyed just having this, you know, with everything that we've been going through in the quarantine and just the state of our world today. I think that uh, this is something that I really look forward to every week, and I really appreciate having this with every single one of you.
1: Thanks. Thanks, man. That was really well said. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Uh, and, you know, I, I also wanted to say that because I don't think we really talk about anything besides the films that we're reviewing, and I just wanted to just kind of step out and say that to everyone, so I don't think that uh, you guys know that, so I just wanted to let everyone
1: know. <laughs> Dang, man, thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just telling Pat, like, before you guys got here, like, we were talking, like... <laughs> wait, wait, what was it? Um oh, I forget. <laughs> okay. I was, oh. I was
2: playing games with my brother mm-hmm. and he's out in the bay now and we we rarely played games but now we play two or three times a week because of the quarantine even if we're both bad at the call of duty we're both bad at it but we just go and talk shit and <laughs> we enjoy those moments together because we, yeah, we get to socialize again like it's old times and uh, yeah, I feel the same coming here and talking to you guys about films it's just, it just feels so yeah. refreshing during these times
3: yeah, I always look forward to it. It's all—it's been fun. Mm-hmm. We and we'll keep doing it. The quarantine, yeah, it's like brought us brought us together. Like we were doing it originally on like, Google Hangouts like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when the quarantine first started.
1: Oh god, the nightmare! <laughs> like of just dropping in and out of like connections and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, like just seeing like the the evolution of it. Even though like it just started off as like, hey, let's just watch a movie each week and like talk about it. And then eventually we started, like, recording it, and here we are, like, what is this, like, our eighth, eighth or ninth episode? Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: It's, it's eighth episode, but, yeah. like, over 10th or
3: 11th. Yeah, we've probably done, like, yeah, 10, maybe even 12 films already.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of them haven't seen the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Getting wow. our foothold and stuff.
2: you we were on, like, 15 then without, we did, like, three without recording anything. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. we
3: probably did, like, four, I want to say, like, meets on, like, FaceTime
1: or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I appreciate you guys, too. Yeah. 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 This is, like, one of the few things that I look forward to each week. Like, even aside from just uh, daily things and being able to hang out with you guys and talk about movies and, uh yeah just drink some work white work. linens oh yeah I'm gonna do that again that was fun yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: um last time Kevin made pizza for everyone and he also made white linens for everyone so thank you Kevin <laughs> <laughs> so you guys know if you guys do podcasts you can also have fun and you can also party out talk about movies Have some drinks. Yeah,
3: Yeah. with your
1: friends. Yeah, just have a nice time. I'll host
0: next time. We'll drink some some old
3: fashions. Oh man, classy. Or some Manhattans. We can drink some Manhattans.
1: You just wear like a vest, (laughs) no pants.
3: Smoke some
0: cigars. (laughs) I'll bring the the hardcore drugs. Oh,
1: (laughs) the
3: mescaline. I'll bring the bleach. (laughs) (laughs) We take some shrooms. Oh man. Oh yeah, you, yeah, I still have those.
1: I just <laughs> did some uh, a really? few days ago. Yeah. I'm thinking
3: uh, I might do some this weekend. Yeah, They're very potent. <laughs> the Yuba is the perfect spot. Oh right? yeah, it totally
1: is, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: I just let everyone know, if you're going to do recreational drugs, um, be safe uh, when <laughs> you do them. And we do not endorse um, that type of lifestyle, but make sure it's legal and then you're safe. Yeah and uh you know microdose yes always
1: <laughs> always <laughs> microdose
0: baby steps, baby yeah. steps. <laughs> and don't mix if you're new drugs don't drink with alcohol or
1: weed just do one thing at a time yeah we're <laughs> licensed professionals <laughs> <laughs> you no know, don't listen to us <laughs>
0: <laughs> but with that being said let's jump right into our review and in this episode, we are going to review Crystal Moselle's um, second feature, *Skate Kitchen*. And this is a film about Camille, a lonesome teenage skateboarder who befriends a group of female skateboarders, imbuing her with a newfound sense of friendship and independence.
3: Instagram, bro! Yo, I follow her on Instagram. She's mad good. Aren't you, like, from New Jersey or something? One Island. Oh, that's the same shit to me, bro. It's not in New York City. Oh, this is Ruby.
1: Yeah, Ruby. Hi. So, um, this was your movie that you picked for the week. Yes, I did, actually, yeah. So, um, what was, like, some of the first things that initially drew you to, the, to this movie? Um, Jaden Smith. Really? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was like, wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean... It's that pink hair. Like, honestly, let's be real. (laughs)
0: Um, No, actually, uh, the first thing that drew me to this film was um, one of the songs on the soundtrack uh, by Claro. Her song's called Heaven, and I found her song on Spotify, and and I'm a big fan of Claro, and I didn't know that she did a, um, a song for a film... So I listened to it. I'm like, wow! I really dug this song, and and then I looked more into the film and found out that whoa, this is a film about um, girl skateboarders, and um, it's I like the fact that it's very um, diverse. It's um, progressive, and it's just very different. Um, it's raw and authentic. I think, especially in the uh, in the casting. Of non-actors for the most part uh, with the exception of um, Jaden Smith and um originally I was kind of skeptical because I'm like Jaden Smith you know like he's Will Smith's son and I'm not sure how big of a role he had in the film before watching it and um it's it's not to say that he's like a bad actor or anything um it's just kind of hard to get away from that image of like this high profile celebrity and uh yeah, I'm actually was quite surprised by his performance, so I think that's kind of my first impressions. Yeah, so uh, Tyler, uh, what did you think of the film? Uh, being that you are um, a skateboarder yourself, um, man, I like it was like nostalgic
3: watching it. Like, I, I like live or not like that exact life, but pretty much like, like I remember when I first started skating, it was like the same thing. Like as Camille. Oh. piece of a chair just broke (laughs) Uh, anyways like when she's like looking like at the beginning of the movie she's like looking at their instagram the skate kitchen instagram she's like oh like you know she's thinking she's like i want to skate with them like literally i did that like with my like like group of friends that i've been skating with for like 10 years now Mm -hmm. like my homie james who's just like so good he's like one of the like best skaters i know and i like just knew of him and then i finally like just went to the park where they skated at and started skating they were like same thing they were like oh you're good like what this kid shreds and then like i just started kicking it with them and then like we did literally that just like skated around every day and so i i appreciated it just because of that you know Mm -hmm. um but, yeah, just the film in general, too, was cool. I liked, like, the cinematography and the editing. Like, the pacing was cool. The cuts, it was it was different. Um, but, yeah, it was just fun to watch. It was, like, an easy, easy watch.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: What about you guys?
2: Uh, you touched on the editing, and uh, I did really enjoy how they broke an invention a couple times. Mm-hmm. Especially, I think from the middle and the last third of the film, they get a lot. Of, I don't know. It's like dialogue and stuff. It's AD, it's it's not ADR, but it's, it's dialogue over another part of the scene. Like they,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it makes logical sense. They're like oh yeah, it's, I think they're on the roof together. There's the part where it sort of get, it starts getting hot and heavy in the room, and they still it's still the conversation prior about what celebrity would you want to do drugs with, L- alive or dead. But that's—they're talking about that over the erotic scenes that are playing out, and it's just a it broke convention. And it, it, it pulled me back into the film. It pulled me. Yeah. It really got my attention. Like, okay, they're—they're they're doing it for a stylistic reason. I hope. And it's just—and then that, another time when Camille, the main, the lead actress, the lead character, and Jade Smith's character, Devin on the roof together, I think there's some part where like the final line they have is about like going up on the roofs and looking down at the people, and I think Devin says says that, but it's just like him and her sitting there staring down at the city. Where it's, it's just the small stuff like that was actually really refreshing, not refreshing. Mm-hmm. But it was like it was good. It did something different. Yeah, which, that really helped my enjoyment of the film.
1: I loved how uh magnified some of the characters became in the movie such as uh with camille and her mother even and just seeing like their entire dynamic of coming from like uh i think she's from Rhode, Rhode island Mm -hmm. and just seeing like this small suburban community with just a bunch of old elderly people living all around and then here she is like skating in front of her house like uh just, just doing little tricks on the curb because that's all that's there. Like, it just reminds me of like skating in front of like my house, like in middle school and stuff. Not really having like a any place to go other than like the local school to like just skate around there. But you used to, you used to skateboard as well, right? Yeah, in, in middle school for like a little bit, and then like I ended up uh, fucking myself up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so so I kind of stopped. <laughs> like i I think I broke my toe, but I never like got to like, well I like fractured it, and also just like a bunch of other like see, I was never really good at skateboarding, but like <laughs> I loved at least the attempt of it, and I loved like what it meant to me like there would be days where I would like get off school and just like ride around my entire town just until nightfall like hanging out with my friends um and just finding, like, different, like, areas, like, little tunnel areas where there's, like, empty, like, sewage spaces and stuff. And... Some ditch skating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And, like, even, like, hearing about your, your experience with, like, the skate park and stuff, like, I never... Like, I went to a few skate parks, but I was, like, so terrified yeah. of, like, even, like, getting in the way of So was of the I. Feet, really? Yeah. Oh, no, man. It's, it's
3: like that, like, at every park, like... Especially when you go to a new one, like, even in the movie, there's, like... They're, like, oh, fuck, we gotta get there before the assholes get there. And that's, like, so real. Is that real? (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, if you go to a new park, there's always, like, the local guys. And most people, like, if you go to, like, this park that we skate at in Lincoln, like, James is, like... He's, like, so good. Like, everyone wants to watch him. Usually that guy at other parks is, like, an asshole, a dick, but he's, like, the nicest dude. Wow. Um, But other... Like... Yeah, you'll just go to a park, and dudes will be like, yeah, get the fuck out of my way, or whatever, like, just be fucking assholes, so...
1: Yeah, like, didn't that ask to Camille? Like, yeah. Like, right when she got, like, yeah. that was, like, the first thing, like, she's just walking and, like, seeing, like, all the other people from the Skate Kitchen Instagram, and, like, she's just watching them, and then, like, she gets in the way of someone, he's like, get the fuck out of the way! <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Yeah, like, I think... That's, like, one of my favorite things about this movie is um, just being able to, like, hone in on these very fleshed-out characters, even though, like, not much is said or not much is even done throughout all of their different arcs. Like, we don't really hear the internal monologues or thought processes or even get to spend that much time alone with each one. Um, But the time that we are given, it, it, it definitely counts. And the cinematography is, like, i love the entire look of this movie so much like just from a purely like technical standpoint it has like this i don't know if it was shot on film or not but it totally looks like it was because it has like this very soft glow to it where not everything is like perfectly in focus and like sharp you know compared to like digital cinematography nowadays like with um like reds and like even like more consumer market stuff um You can just tell that there's like a certain look to it but with this movie it felt very fitting for the story that was being told like it was very honest and I wouldn't even say flattering in a way like I mean a lot of the I even love like how run and gun it felt like it was you could tell that like almost I want to say over 60 percent of the movie was like shot handheld Mm -hmm. and it was just incredible, like, seeing, like, the blend of, like, um, skate uh, cinematography blended in with, like, narrative filmmaking, like, because I, like, my friends and I, uh, we tried making, like, a little, like, skate group like this back in, like, middle school and stuff, and my friend um, had, like, this VHS camcorder, and, like, he would always be the one, like, following us around, like, trying to create, like, uh, lines and stuff, and there's something so cool about just skate cinematography of like just the low angles and like the wide angles and just all these things and just like whipping around almost like watching like a um like a concrete uh wave like somebody riding a concrete wave and just weaving in and out of like all these different obstacles yeah this movie was so refreshing and I had to turn it off halfway because like like I think it was the party scene where um yeah, I was like, I can't watch this right now. Like, it's <laughs> it's bringing up way too much emotional stuff. So I had to, like, bring up... Or I had to wait, like, a few days. And I finished it last night. And the last 40 minutes of it, it felt like a complete divergence from what was previously established. Like, it, like how it was mentioned earlier, it got much more experimental and stylized. And I even love the way it ended. Like, I think that the ending, like, determines if, like, a... Uh, It reminds me of this one quote in Before Sunset, where Jesse is like at his book. uh, There's this character Jesse at like a book signing, and people are like, "Oh, what happened with your first book? Like, how did it end? Like, did you meet her? Did you not?" It's like, well, I guess that like it determined. It's all dependent on if you're um, a pessimist or like a or if you're a cynic or versus a romantic. Like, how? What's your take on the ending? Like, and I think that the ending of this movie perfectly fits into that same type of framing device. Yeah, excellent recommendation as always, Richie. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad uh, we all seem to um, at least enjoy or um, like some of the aspects of the film. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I particularly picked this one because um, I think it's kinda, it is like what Patrick said, like a fresh, like a breath of fresh air. Um, especially with, like, the the type of films we were watching. Um, Like, either it's a Korean cinema or French cinema or um, indie filmmaking. Um, I think that it's so different opposed to other skateboard films um, that take place in New York or in the East Coast. Um, Like, films like uh, mid-90s or... um, Mid-90s in L.A., right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so t- uh, like mid '90s or kids from nineteen ninety five, I believe. Um, whereas those films, yes, they probably had much more raw and nuanced like um, story and performances. Um, but I think this film does something great with the setting, where they just diversify like the cast. You know, like not a single person in the main or supporting cast is uh, a white male character. And I think that is so refreshing opposed to all the films that we've been watching before. Mm-hmm. And I think that a film like this is pretty important to show that, hey, not only can you be a woman and you can skateboard, but you can, you know, um, you cannot be uh, you can be a person of color. You know, you can be a Latina or you can be uh, African-American you can be Asian-American, whatever, you know. And I think that this film does such a magnificent job at showing that that yes you can find talent everywhere else um because that is still a hot button topic nowadays people say oh you have to pick the best actor it doesn't matter race color gender or whatever but it's easy to say when most maybe like 90 to 95 percent of hollywood films is mainly um white straight white men and i think this film is such a it's so different, and I love that. I love that aspect of this film. Um, yeah. They were all, uh, they were that's all
3: like they are like actual like group, right? Yeah. So yes. all the girls, like they played
0: their played themselves pretty much. Yeah. So um, in interviews that I've been watching on YouTube, um, so Camille, who was played by Rochelle Winberg, the uh, our main character, she and. Um, the character ruby who has the the camera who holds around the camera with her they were both friends and then they met um uh, the characters kurt and indigo um i forgot both their actual names but they were they were their own group and then they met each other um because of a uh, director crystal mosell because she was in like a subway station in new york and she overheard like a couple of girls talking and then she went up to them and she was like hey, you guys skateboard, and um, do you know any other, like, uh, girls skateboarders? And then that's when they all met and decided to do this film, and they all became friends. That's cool. Yeah. So in the process of doing this film, not only within the story, there is um, this sense of development of the friendship, but even, like, in real life, they all became friends. Mm-hmm. And they're now they're in an HBO series called uh, Betty, which is... They all returned, or the main cast returned for an actual TV series uh, that follows them around, and uh, uh, apparently Betty was a um, what's the term for uh, like a girl skateboarder in like the eighties and nineties?
1: So. Is it um, a continuation of the same characters' lives? Yes. Oh, oh I wow. believe so. I haven't watched the series
0: yet, but it's they all return and it's still the same cast. So um, wow. But Jane Smith isn't in it, so if you guys didn't like him in this movie, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, maybe um, it'll get you to watch it. But um, yeah, it has uh, one season that came out earlier this year, and then it just got renewed for another season for uh, next year, so.
1: Yeah, it looks like, yeah, it is all the same people, and all the same characters and stuff too. Yeah.
2: Here's here's where I'm going to die on the hill. With everything you said, Richie, about like the cast, I love the cast, and it's great. The film, at least narratively, does not hit the potential that I felt it could. Especially with some of the, I think it's just the. I think the writing is what really rubbed me the wrong way, and the sources of drama, especially early on. Early on was was a bit of a hard watch for me.
0: Are uh, um, are you referencing like maybe the uh, the beginning, like
2: with the mother daughter relationship? It was that, and then it was. It was the mother-daughter relationship, and then it was Camille's opening up with a group of friends with the Skate Kitchen crew. It just—it was very. I just had a hard time reading anything of the. Oh, thank you. I had a hard time reading the the drama between the mom and the daughter. Mm-hmm. It felt forced. Her age felt nebulous, and then they made a point to make her eighteen. And then her interactions and her opening up—it didn't feel earned. It felt like, like the the establishment of the mother-daughter drama. like She just yeah. herself skating, but then immediately there's a line about you can't have kids, and it's, there's gender conformity stuff that's they're coming at there's a they're coming at the head about. But then there's other lines where, like, it portrays the mom as a horrible parent or just a completely ignorant parent. And then she's referencing her divorce experience and its just it feels like a it just feels like a 14 year old or a 13 year old character would be having these lines and these experiences like they're still coming into maturity and they're still developing right I, I think that was the biggest thing that hit me as well with the writing of this, the central group characters it felt like they weren't I think they're 18 and up yeah but like the way they're written it felt like they're 14, 15 coming of adolescence and it feels, the film feels like a coming of age story, but they're already Mm -hmm. 18. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, I
0: mean, um, I get that. I I I think you, I mean, you you hit a really good point. Uh, I, I thought about that while watching the film, but to me, it all came so naturally that, I mean, yeah, it's pretty clear that she is officially an adult, but it's also clear that she still doesn't know who she is terms of identity i mean you can see that in how she keeps a lot to herself throughout the film like she doesn't have a monologue she doesn't tell us um directly what's going on with her but we can see a lot of that in her body language and i mean it can still be a coming of age film even when she's 18 or 19 or 20 i mean Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that oh yeah still come of age later on in life um I'm 25. i still coming of age. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I'm still coming of age. I'm the oldest member, but um, I I somewhat agree, Patrick. Um, but uh, I think there are sprinkles in the story that does suggest like um, her upbringing. I think that was enough for me because this story isn't trying to be like a conventional story where it tells you straight up what the problem is. Because there is little sprinkles of problems in her life. Like, you said her a divorce with her parents or, like, her relationship with her dad. Even though we never see him in the film, we can just kind of imagine it. Um, her relationship with her mom. And I like that, like, she and her mom speak um, Spanish to each other. I think that's different. Um, so it's clear that she still holds some of that um, with her, like, her culture with her. Um and 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 even though it's never stated but you can tell like her mom's like a nurse or something like she she's not really home that often so a lot of times Camille is by herself and she is skating by herself she's going to the skate park by herself being scared to skate on her own that's why she's always on Instagram and like looking at the skate kitchen um account and like wishing to skate with them i think that there's a lot that is said in the film that isn't outright said, I think for me, that was enough.
2: But I, I mean, it's okay that you didn't think so. No, i yeah, it's still, yeah, I, yeah, you do Like, it's not, it's not, there's not a clear through line besides Camille's growing of the film. But even that I'm like the stuff still felt for us. Like you reference, it feels contradictory as well. Like, I believe she references her knowledge of feminine hygiene, hygiene products. Oh, yeah. And then, but then you reference her mother as a nurse, but her mother's, she's, she's instilled the fear of toxic shock, I believe, is what can happen. Yeah. only if you neglect what you're supposed to be doing so heavily that you can go into toxic shock and, like... Lose a leg. Yeah, get an infection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like thing like, her mom's a nurse, but she's putting this fear in her daughter about toxic shock and, like, something you wouldn't expect a nurse to do. Well, I mean, it depends on the culture too. Oh, yeah, there are definitely about, yeah. like a bunch of nurses. Whether
0: I mean the stereotype is like a bunch of nurses are like yeah, uh, Latino or like Filipino people that go into the, those kind of uh, programs. Um, I know plenty of people that kind of have that suffocating relationship with their with their parent, whether it's a mother or a father, um, pressuring them to go to a certain field, and then still. Um, controlling them and telling them what to do with their lives, even even when they get to our age. They still feel that. And I think that th- that can be a universal sign whether you're 15, 18, or in your 20s. Um, I think people still feel that. But, I mean, yeah, I
2: understand. Like, she's a nurse and...
1: It does seem yeah. a little strange. <laughs> it, just, it just feels like
2: stuff was, like, thrown in and then... Not thrown in, but it was written in and then... the mm-hmm. The film feels very segmented. That's right. why I think... I gave Kevin a reference how it starts getting more experimental the produ- the presentation of dialogue towards the middle and towards the end. Where like there's certain parts where it seems like they wrote this small drama moment, and then we're with the skate kitchen crew, and then at the end we go back to the original drama. But now the tone is different and the issues here are no longer present here, which makes sense logically. But it's why introduce? It's just it's just personal grievances.
1: I wonder if the film was shot. Like, it makes me curious about how much time went into actual production of the film. Like, uh, for instance, if it was shot, like, for two weeks straight, and then, like, a few months later they all, like, reconvene and, like, shoot the following scene and so on and so forth. Because it... it, No, I think that you bring up a really good point, like, because it certainly does... Like, I felt that way a lot, too, during the movie, where it was like, oh, uh, okay, like... Especially with the with the toxic shock thing like that, I was like, "Wait a minute! Like this eighteen year old has like she doesn't have any knowledge of tampons like how and like like well, even well, some parents enforce other things besides tampons
0: yeah, tree like pads and other like." I don't know. I, I don't know if that many experiences of the female yeah. anatomy... Like, over um, the dudes as well.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, but, yeah. like, um... But we're kind of... I, I, I've i heard of Toxic Shock, and I know... Yeah,
1: like, I've never heard of Toxic like, Shock. Like, has... So no. <laughs> I, I guess it's all dependent on the area that you're raised to, because, like, some schools provide sex education, whereas some don't. Or at least, like, some glaze over it. Um, but, yeah, like... Pat, like, what you were saying, like, it it seemed like it was, like, written for, like, 14-year-olds at times. Yeah. Like, it it totally felt that way for some scenes. And it makes me wonder about, like, um, what you were saying, Richie, how um, it all is dependent upon how people are raised and everything. And, like, where I'm going with this is um, I'm thinking about, like, previous generations, uh, like ones that have come before us. For instance, with our generation... I feel like ours has been stunted so much like even with like rec- like two different recessions now and now this whole pandemic and like so many things that are like preventing us from potentially being supported in the ways that previous generations might have been for instance like good luck getting a house like right now like I mean at least like like for me getting a house I it's not even in my future like I have no idea when or like where I would get I would be able to buy a house, um, and I'm, I don't know, it's, like, I'm 27, and I feel like I'm still going through so much, like, self-transformation, and I feel like I'm just, I feel like I, I started to get my foothold into, like, who I felt as a person in, like, my genuine self when I was probably, like, 24, like, that was, like, when I really felt things changing, and, Between the ages of, like, 18 to 24, I can't even tell you who I was back then because it's just so foreign to me. And even before that, in high school and stuff, um, for instance, I had uh, someone from my past, like, reach out to me, like, a few months ago. And it was, like, a relationship I had with them. And just the fact that, like, this is a relationship from, like, seven years ago... I was like, who was that person? Like, I don't even remember who I was when I was with you. Like, and it made me feel so regressive in a way, having to, like, even reflect on those times because it's like, I knew nothing. And it's like, I still don't know anything now. But, I mean, I'm becoming more and more aware of that, which is okay. Like, there's something liberating about not knowing anything. That's another thing.
2: I felt the film... I guess more nitpicks. <laughs> I felt I felt the film, especially with Camille's growth, I thought for sure there was gonna be a point where there's gonna be a drama that became centric or center centerized on her developing to be a more vocal, and more more extroverted person in the crew. And we do kind of see them come to a head about something, but in the way the film's progressive I felt it could be a lot more progressive. Like the New York they are in feels hyper idealized. The uh, the relationships between like they do reference the more seedy stuff. Like me, you know, like I woke up with scratches on me. I I was doing. I was drinking that night. I woke up with scratches on me, and there's scratches on him. So it's like he was probably like she was possibly raped, is what she was in, insinuating on that subway ride. But we never see the fact that we never see it in the film, we never see those experiences. We never see like, it feels like an idealized New York. It feels like an idealized everything. It feels like uh, Camille packs up and she runs away from home. She immediately goes to a friend in New York. But that's one of those things. Maybe it's, I don't have, maybe I can't relate to the character in that regard, but that felt like so like exploitive or like out of left field. Like I get that you want to leave, but I wouldn't, how can you feel comfortable in not inviting yourself, but like reaching out to someone relatively new to you? Like, I, can I live with you and your family now? Mm-hmm. I know that happens and that's a thing, but I thought that was going to be a part of the when they come to the heads. Jane Smith's character, this may be an internal classist thing I have, but there's something about Jane Smith playing a skater in New York who works at a retail grocery store. And he hates his job and how hard it is. There's something about that. It's like I wish it was just a different actor. Even yeah, though Jane Smith feels is, false, yeah. But he's perfectly. He's he was far better. When I knew Jane Smith was in, it, I went full pessimistic for some reason because I have the external factors and the memes about him in my head. But no, he was. I actually really enjoyed him in the film. He he does a really good job. I would say, but there's still that one part where yeah, he's just. He's very much... Yeah. That came to my mind, too. Like, really,
0: this really high-profile, rich kid is going to play, like, this um, working-class, skateboarding kid who's on his own, pretty much. Like, I mean, he does a good job, but I just wonder why. (laughs) Why cast Jaden Smith? You know, it could have been anybody else. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, he, he does a good job. It's just...
2: Just random. random. Yeah, it's absolutely the film random. It was
1: probably backing
2: yeah, maybe. Like just,
1: just the production part of it.
2: Yeah, And then for the progressive aspects of the film, I don't know if it's a full spoiler, but Devin's character becomes a source of conflict where we have females, we fight, a, yeah. females yeah. fight over male. And it's very yeah. much like, okay, there's heavier stuff I want to touch on with these great characters. Especially, I loved the Skate Kitchen crew. Some of them can act better than others, but I did. I thoroughly enjoyed them, right. especially the side characters like Ruby and Indigo. Yeah. I would have preferred if they had more right. center stage push. Yeah, because I think the the person who
0: is the most like I guess vocal in the group is Kurt. Oh yes. The um, yeah, she uh, makes a lot of inappropriate jokes and she starts a bunch of fights with um, the other skateboarders. Um, yeah. I think she was one of the more, like, entertaining and fun characters to watch
1: on screen. Um, She's very open with her sexuality, too, which is something that, like, I think is, like, one of the better parts of the movie, too, is just seeing, like, this openness. And I think that this movie could even belong to queer cinema in a way, because it definitely carries a lot of the same exposure and just the issues that it brings up like stuff that you know you hear people like talking about in like everyday conversations but you just never see it for some right. reason
0: it's usually pertained to like male characters that would be having like the, the talk about sex you know but it's, yeah. it's her it's her she's the one who's uh, inviting that subject
1: and, like, even when, like, Indigo, like, that one scene where they're at their house, she's like, do I have, like, a weird-looking... <laughs> 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 is it Or was it Janae? I thought Janae was the it one.
0: It was Janae. Jean- oh, yeah. it was Janae, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, I'll take a look. And then it's just like, why, like it's why is perfect. this? this is what girls do Uh, I'm sure there's a lot that girls do that I don't or we don't know about so
3: (laughs) yeah I was watching my buddy's
0: like he's like dude will you check out my dick
3: dude
1: look at it
0: (laughs) imagine if we recreated that scene
2: (laughs) how would that go (laughs) but yeah I think that like yeah that scene that's a perfect scene Kurt Kurt's a great character and they're great characters, and they're great act. They're not not all of them are great actors, but there's great characters in there. And when the film is trying to get, I think the writing fails those characters when the film tries to get more serious and heavy. Yeah. I I wanted a lot more, especially with the characters I did like. And that's like my only nitpicking thing about the film.
3: Yeah, the story was like, I could tell. I was like, thirty minutes in, I was like, alright this like isn't really like story oriented. It felt more like like, documentary, almost, like, you're just following Camille, um, not, like, not, like, 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 it just felt like, literally, they just, like, were just, like, third production, they're just, like, hey, let's do this, and then, like, like, they were just improvising, (laughs) which I didn't mind, but, yeah, I I caught myself thinking multiple times, I'm, like, what's the problem here, or, like, the whole Jaden Smith, or, uh, Devin, like, them fighting over him, or whatever, I was just, like, all right, that was, (laughs) like, did you guys just add that in to, like, create more conflict or what? But it didn't really bother me that much.
1: It seemed like a, um, like, there wasn't enough. I I can definitely see, like, what Pat was saying, like, where the writing doesn't feel entirely fleshed out. It feels like, and like how you were saying, Tyler, um, where it felt like you were just kind of following these these people's lives, like, in a very documentary aspect way and to me it it just felt like an entire like mood piece of just like going through the motions of who knows like it it looks like it takes place during the summer um and Mm. definitely with the rose-tinted glasses with uh you know them riding around New York catching rides off of like the backs of trucks and like I don't know like like is there any homeless in the film no, like, I, I didn't, I can't recall, like, seeing any. Yeah. No. And maybe. maybe they didn't get permission or, like, they didn't
0: get shots of the homeless, but... Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, that would have been a pretty good um, to kind of see that, because that is, like, a huge problem. No, there's real issues in the yeah, city as well. Yeah, big problems I mean, in the U.S. in general as well, so. Yeah, you're right, it was very much, like and over
2: idealized New York. Because I caught myself thinking, I'm like, man, I wish I grew up skating in New York. But, yeah. But. <laughs> no, and it's great. comes to it's a mood piece, and yeah, the mood, it is a mood piece. You do, like, I, I did like, with like with Simon Killer, like the, how it elicits strong emotions. I did have to like, take pause for 10 seconds, like take a sip, and then resume the film on certain points. It's just fine. My My biggest gripe, unlike with Simon Killer, is like some of the writing in this, like going back to the toxic shock stuff, And some of the tough stuff where they talk about serious issues, but they never show it. And just their general expression of their moods and, like, the lines and the dialogue. It, like, it felt like one of those films, like, saying less would have been more. We don't need Camille's mother to say, like, oh, you credit card yourself? What if you can't have kids? It's like, okay, we're seeing she's, her mother's pushing gender roles and all that on her. I get it contributes to the story, like, keep that line in, but then, like, the toxic shock stuff, like, it insinuates a bit of, like, at least negligence from her mother. Yeah. And then the conflict with the mother and father, like, if if that was all left open-ended, I felt it would have glazed over a lot of the gripes I had, where it felt like it was contrary writing (coughs) to what the characters I had thought they were at the introduction, and we only see her in four scenes, maybe, so I don't get to see what she's really like. I hear what she's really like from another character. But it's just yeah, I think it's a great has a strong mood. Mm-hmm. But with the writing, I just it could me be me nitpicking, but I just wish they would have shown more than said more. Or just yeah, leave stuff more open. Yeah, so um
0: I think we should probably just give our rating of the film uh, roundtable. So I'll go first. Uh, I'll give this film a 4 out of 5. Um, everyone made really great points. I think that, like what Kevin said, it is. it does remind me of a mood piece. Um, and in a way, this film, and you brought up Before Sunset earlier, this film kind of reminds me of a Richard Linklater film where you're just following the characters and, um, it seems like it's meandering in the story um, but for me I didn't really mind as much because we are just following Camille and just her path and how her life is like and I like that she isn't like this self-centered character it's all about me um, I think it's very subtle in showing how even good of an actress um, Rachelle Binberg is um, in her first feature Um, yeah I I just like like what everyone's been saying like the cinematography Um, I think even the soundtrack I love the music Mm -hmm. in this film Um, They had some Khalid in there that Khalid song Khalid even at the end they have um, uh, for her name already uh, her name um, oh Kelly Uchis Kelly Uchis song came at the end which is really great Mm -hmm. I like her music too um, they have really great selections in the soundtrack, so um, even if you end up not liking the story, you can probably appreciate the music in the film. Um, and I like how raw and stylized, at the same time, some of the shots were um, of New York, and it just seemed like... It just makes you wonder, how did they film this? Um, did they get permits? Like, what did they do? Um, yeah, I think it's a pretty inventive and like hey let's just shoot this real quick and and get the hell out of here you know it just it gave me that sense of feeling like hey we're passionate for this we're gonna do this um yeah so um
3: i'm giving like a 3.75 The only yeah, the story i was like i that's like my only gripe about it but i didn't mind it because I'm a huge skater or not as much anymore but I that was one thing I was worried about I was like I hope they like it's not like like if they hold their board by their trucks like mall grab it I'm like no that's like not what skating is but it, they totally like caught the skating essence of it so I could really appreciate that and um, yeah just like as a skater like it just brought up like so many like fond like good memories I have growing up like most of my friend group is other like other than like you guys like it's pretty much through skateboarding um and yeah like it just it just reminded me of all like the fun stuff i've done growing up even like instagram shout out real l and real lmwa that's our like skate group like skate kitchen go follow that on instagram (laughs) um but yeah the cinematography was great the soundtrack too i think when i googled it that's like the first thing that comes up like the suggestion is the soundtrack for it um and yeah, like Kurt and I loved all their their style, like their um, like their clothing and stuff. Like Ruby, their filmer, she had like the necklace with the the JBL uh, Bluetooth speaker. I was like, man, I wish I was doing that back in the day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
3: but yeah, it was it was it was fun to watch. It was like an easy watch. Like I could tell, like I'm like this isn't gonna be like a story oriented movie. Um, I'm also biased because of skating, but. <laughs> If you skate, I
0: think you'll like the movie, for sure. That's why I picked this movie, Tyler. I hope you'll like some.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hate all these movies. <laughs>
1: I think for me, I'd give the movie a 3.5. Um, I really loved the... How it was... It felt like a coming-of-age movie. And just... It, it didn't... It felt like it wasn't going into a, trying to accomplish lofty goals or even messages it just felt like it was exploring the the lives of all of this entire ensemble even though the film focused mainly on Camille's life um and Tyler like how you mentioned like even just the clothing choices like you can tell I mean you can definitely like get a sense of who these people are just by like seeing them like what they're wearing how they move how they talk how they even like their styles of skating, like it's mm-hmm. all so indicative of like who they are as people, um, and I really enjoyed that a lot too. And the soundtrack, like you guys mentioned, was was incredible too. Um, I I felt like it was more of an artistic piece though, um, mainly on like the director's part. Like she she saw something she wanted to to. To delve into like this subculture, and she found people to serve as her vessel to actually go and do it, and then that's what they came out of this entire ordeal with was this movie, and I think that I always appreciate movies that bring modern uh, or even contemporary devices into it, such as uh, social media. In this case, like it plays like it's the whole. Uh, reason why this movie exists is because the Skate Kitchen Instagram account and Camille wanting to be a part of it and seeing her descent into the group and then also uh, her, her journey out of it. And I think that I'm not used to seeing that sort of device be utilized in movies nowadays. Like, it seems like at least the movies that I watch it could just be the echo chamber that I exist in um of like movies that I enjoy watching, but they always hearken back to the past or they don't fully explore some of the the things that exist all around us and that's one thing I appreciated about this movie the most. so yeah I'd give the film a three out of five my
2: small gripes aside. there's still plenty of powerful moments that uh, really pulled me in and just I'd say it's an essential watch if you're interested in skating or uh, female skating culture I can't think of another film that has that and for that alone I'd say if any of that interests you definitely watch it
0: So with that being said, um, if you got to this point of the podcast, we are actually going to go into spoilers, so if you haven't seen the film, watch the film, it's available to watch on Hulu, and you can also rent it on YouTube and Amazon, so yeah, let's jump right into it. I don't
2: know, it's like, is it a thing where like you pop first and then flick, or is yeah. it one motion? you have to pop, I don't know, Because I, think about it, I think about it as like, as I pop, I'm flicking and turning. I think of it as doing a 180 and then, like, just adding the flick in there, you know? See, but you do that whole thing where, like, I just pivot. Yeah, you do, like, I feel like you make it a two-part thing.
0: Yeah. Yo, check this trick out that I learned the other day from my friend. <laughs> Stop it. Don't do this. Yeah, I really like how different the lead character was compared to everyone else, Camille. Um, Like what Kevin said earlier, everyone's own style and fashion sense and skateboarding signature styles, like they all lend to the characters. And for her, um, I was kind of thinking about like, how does she dress like? And to me, she kind of dresses like like an urban outfitter's teenage boy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like Especially with the glasses, too, because the glasses is totally like, that's her face when she wears the glasses. Um, and I like that her fashion sense lends to how insecure she is about her own body. And I think that that's one of the more um, powerful parts of the film when she talks about how um, when she was growing up with her dad. Um, she had to... Where she felt like she had to move with her mom and live with her mom because she was going to become a girl or a woman. And she didn't want to. And the part about how she would, like, punch her chest because she didn't want that development to happen for her. And I thought, dang, you know, like, that was really eye-opening to me. um, At least to be able to get the perspective of a young girl who doesn't want to be a woman for that she just wants to be who she is when she's with her dad she just wants to skate she wants to play sports she wants to do all these things but she doesn't want like you know all uh, the conflict of being a woman Um, and we do get to see that in the film when they bump into all these other skaters and they refuse to let them skate because they think that girls can't skate or like they can't shred it you know in the park whatnot um, yeah that one of, that was one of the more like i think thought-provoking
2: aspects of the film i get what i was saying but that was one of those examples where the writing just did not land that whole yeah that whole her whole memory and her exchange that just didn't land to me and that's that's another moment where her i know she's looking back on it but that's still i know she's 18 and we're always growing but that still feels like something like I, I get it's a it's a reference to gender roles and how we got to conform to that but that part did not land just the way it was written like the con like the having to pick between the parents and all that the more she talked about it the more i had more gripes with that i wish it was just she would they would have just kept it vague that's one of those examples i think if i would the more vague they would have kept that instead of going into like she felt she had to go live with her mother because she was hitting puberty and all that and stuff where it's I understand I understand what it's saying, but you could have just ended it there. And, and like you said, her character and her design reflects is, reflects that same conflict. She does dress more boyish, more gap, especially compared to the other members of the crew.
0: So you felt like the more she explained outright, the more hindrance it was. Yes, the, the more you felt like it should have been
2: more subtle. She could have said, I had to go live with my mom because of right. this. And then you think about the, like, oh, it is cruel that that's how it is. But yeah. then she starts going, and then I felt like I betrayed my dad and we never see his character. We, ne- like, we get that she can feel that, or she can even just have one more line on top of that. But then she keeps going back and forth not back and forth she keeps going into more detail about dressing like a wanting to dress more like a boy where it's especially at the age of 18 where she's grown as a character but her style still kind of reflects that she still she can still dress the way she wants to dress now especially now
0: Yeah, and I think that um, even though I disagree, um, I think it also, like I said earlier, has to do with culture and ethnicity as well. I could be wrong.
2: Though um, well, there's a very machismo, I'm not sure the exact Silver Latin origin she may have. Mm-hmm. Then on the East Coast, they have more. I think, middle America than we have here. We have more Spanish-Mexican-Americans. But I want to say they have, there's a strong overlap of machismo culture in there. So yeah, would the dad wouldn't know anything about puberty in theory. If it's playing up on those gender conformities, expectations of our own culture and other cultures, yeah. He she would have to go to her mom to learn that stuff. Right.
0: But I guess I do see why, like, you're saying you didn't uh, we felt like the writing it kind of backfired on itself because she decided to live with her mom to learn that but then she didn't get the lessons of
2: being a woman that's a part it's just like the relation like it felt like they're building up this father-daughter relationship we never see it we she 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 talks about a strong fear she had of being with her mother at a young Mm -hmm. age like she would never get out the car when she'd see her once a year and that just that raises questions since you can just you can leave it like oh i just preferred living with my dad but i had to move because of my gender and my developing body which was a struggle for me i had to go live with my mom instead and it hurt my dad but it's just they write in like oh like she's she can't even get out of the car when she sees her mother you that's like a okay this was there like severe abuse going on at the moment like it seems like there's something else there. And I'm like, oh, are we going to explore that? Yeah, they just didn't go
3: deep enough after that, I feel like. I agree with you. Um, yeah, I thought they were going to bring in the dad at some point. Or Same. I thought she was going to, like, run to her dad's or something. Yeah, so I agree. It's kind of just, like, why put that in there if you're not going to elaborate on it more? But, I don't know. I can relate to that, too, because, like, my parents got divorced and like... They didn't, luckily, like, they didn't have, like, a one-week, two-week thing or whatever. It was just, like, when we were younger, actually, I guess they kind of did that. Once I got, like, 16 had my own car, basically got to, like, stay wherever I want, you know? Yeah. So I kind of related to that, like, oh, because I I ended up staying at my mom's, like, all the time just because she was, like, easier on me. I could, like, be a bad kid easier. (laughs) My dad was, like, a disciplinarian, so, like. I related to her when she, like, said, like, I felt bad about, like, whatever, not being with my dad and stuff. But, yeah, it was very... It, did, it seemed
2: unnecessary yeah. to bring all that in. Well, th- this could be a personal up as me as well. Like, I was like, yeah, it was before kindergarten where I had the same ultimatum mm-hmm. as you. And we had, like, other, like, severe issues going on with the family at the time. And I felt at that age it made me mature enough, or it, it matures you, it feels like, where I knew... When I go in, like, yeah, my dad peaced out for a couple of years, but then he came back. But he did see us for, like, the first year after the split, and we would, like, we'd go there, and you know as a kid, you're like, okay, we gotta, we gotta love them both. We can't. I, it's just such a weird thing to have it written, Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing that to either of my parents. Yeah. So that's made me wonder, like, what was the, what was the motivator for that action, Mm -hmm. is there a motivator? Was it considered when writing that line or did they, because if we never know, it never comes up. And that's where I, I have strong grievances with the writing or felt like it was added in. Like this is going to make her a more sympathetic character, but it just feels manipulative to me. And that's why it just rubs me the wrong way. Other people may not have that feeling or view of it. I could just be hypersensitive to it.
1: Yeah. It it definitely felt counterintuitive. uh, at the point where, um, where Camila's, like, out skating with everyone, and then her mom shows up at the skate park, like, looking for her because she's not answering any of her phone calls, she's gone missing, and then her mom, like, flips out on her, and, um, and then Camila ends up, uh, you know, getting out of her reach and, like, just going off and, like, skating, and, like, as she's returning home to her mom's house, my... F- like the the story led me to believe that she was gonna pack up all of her things from her mom's house and go to her to to her dad's house um because I think even before that that she was having that whole conversation about uh visiting her mom and stuff and being uncomfortable with it all and I can definitely relate with that too having to see like my stepdad and stuff like when I was growing up like he was he was like the source of like negativity for me and um like I can yeah, I can relate with Camille and like with, with you guys on that as well. But yeah, like my first inclination was like, oh well she would go back to her dad's, right? It's like, oh no, she just goes back to is her name indigo? No, that's no, not, no, not uh, Janae. Janae. Janae, yeah. I keep yeah. Um yeah, she goes back to Janae's house. And it seems like such a weird thing to do. Yeah. Because like Pat how you mentioned earlier, um, it seemed a bit off that Camille would outright move in with Janae after felt like less than a week of, like, knowing her. Um, and I really did also want to see what that interaction might have been like with Camille and her father, and even, like, talking about how it's, like, going, living at her mom's and just seeing, like, the other side of the coin, because it's, like... Here we have people describing the dark side of the moon without actually showing us it. And it's like, the power of imagination, like, of course, like, there's no... The only boundaries that exist inside of it are the ones that we haven't fully explored yet. And in this movie, there was so much potential for that. And it went unnoticed. Well, it it either went unnoticed or it had, like, some sort of... Um, meandering attention when it came to what interested whether it's the filmmakers whether it's the story uh, any sort of factor it felt like um, it there was a lack of focus and uh, conviction in its messages um, but I think that in a sense that also lends itself to Camille's journey of identity and Um, just self-exploration because like she's just as confused as the movie is potentially and you know we're given her perspective on it which is very subjective albeit but it's still hers and as confusing as it it might be to me a 27 year old male uh, I, I can still understand the freneticism of it all and I I appreciated that aspect of it in, in some way. Like I, I can embrace the, the flaws of it because it's very hard to accomplish. Um yeah. Her moving in the Janae's house.
2: That hurt my opinion of her as a character. <laughs> really? Did you guys get the vibe she was very not freeloading?
1: She's an opportunist.
2: That's how I felt bit opportunity. it's like Janay no, they established Janay her cool dad. and her dad are very welcoming and accepting people I was like okay oh, that's that's why she's here did she
3: I forget did Camille ask to stay there or did Janay offer I think,
2: I think it's J- off
0: screen I think Janay offered I, th- I think yeah, she Janae offered talking to do about how she wasn't getting along with her mom and her mom kept calling her and stuff um yeah I, I think that's how it came about um, cause I don't think Camille was forthcoming about her issues in the first place. Yeah. So, um, I honestly can relate to that. and uh, unlike everyone else, I can relate to everyone about, um, I can relate to everyone else about their, you know, how, I mean, my parents weren't together for a while, um, when I was about 18, they, like, split, but even before that, there was already, um, the fragments of them not being able to be together anymore, and I got to experience that, like, um, kind of, like, offhand, because I live with my grandparents, so I don't really, uh, know how my parents are really like when they were together like that. I don't really know even how my dad is like um, outside of like volleyball or something um, so I think that the film when Camille is alone it told me that if she had her father around she would be able to be free and she would probably have more friends and she would do a lot more things whereas because she's living with her mom she's just kind of like outside kind of wishing to be somewhere else and to me I think that's already was enough And I think that's why I was able to embrace some of the film's um, flaws in, in its story, like how it's meandering or how some parts can be very convenient or when they reconvene at the end. But at the same time, I understand that because I've been there. You know, where you like someone in the group and your best friend says no or... They have a problem with it. I've definitely been there. And there is sometimes there is no arc where you have to build up and then suddenly you guys rekindle and become best friends again. It's just, you just kind of get over it or you're just like, you know, we just we'll have to be mature about it. Um, so for me, I got a lot of the film because of that. And I'm,
1: I guess, more forgiving. So that's a really good point that you bring up, uh, especially in terms of like... Uh group dynamics and i mean because like who hasn't been in a friend group and then some shit comes up and it creates a friend yeah and it creates like a rift in a way and you're so right like there is no i mean there's not much of an arc it's like either you choose to embrace it or you just let it dissolve into nothingness and it's it's so weird too because like at the end like when uh, Camille's talking with her mom, and she's like, "What?" I think that she's out skating, and her mom like comes yeah. out, and like she shows her how to skate. Which I, I really enjoyed that moment. Like it was so, it was so it was sweet, heartwarming. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was so like, it's just her the, mom
3: like finally like accepted her.
1: Yeah, it was just such a small moment, and I loved those smaller moments where they weren't trying to accomplish anything. Like it was just watching these people just interact for, like, this small moment in time. But um, anyway, uh, her mom's like, oh, well, um, are you going to go out and skate with your friends? And she's like, oh, Camille says, oh, no, um, I messed up. She's like, oh. Like, I loved how her mom doesn't even ask what happened. Yeah. Or give her a pep talk. Yeah, she's just like, oh, well, have you tried saying sorry? She's like, no, like, it's a long story, and I don't know if they'll accept me back. She's like, well, you could still say it. And, and she goes on Instagram and like, just messages the accounts like, Hey, don't like how, or I regret how things went down. I'm sorry. Like she doesn't even like try to explain herself. Like she's not asking for sympathy from the group. She's just simply saying how she feels and not trying to convince them of anything. I feel like that was like one of the biggest growth or one of the biggest um, character changes in Camille. And even her mom. Um,
0: and uh, her mom, played by Elizabeth Rodriguez, did a fantastic job. She's, I yeah, think, I think incredible. Even though she wasn't in the film for that long, you really felt her presence, like, not being there. And I'm just like... I, I don't know, I love that. I love that you just feel that performance. And when it's gone,
1: you're just like, wow. It's just, yeah, she leaves a yeah. huge lasting impression on it all. Yeah. And... Um, like, when they all do reconvene at the end, like, it's not openly said if it's, like, past, present, or future. It just, it just kind of is. And it's, like, you see everyone in the group just, like, traveling. Like, they're in, like, an in-between phase of, like, going from point A to point B. And going back to, like, what you said, Richie, where it's, like, <laughs> you either... Recon- like, just the rekindling of friendships and stuff. Because yet another uh thing that it reminds me of is once again and before in the before trilogy where Celine's like oh we're only given so many uh connections in life and you know once they're gone they're gone i love that part yeah they were talking about how
0: like you think that when you get older you're gonna have so many connections but you realize in life that it only
1: happens every it's rare Mm -hmm. and I, i think that camille is much wiser beyond her years in terms of that, of understanding that. Because even in the beginning of the film where she does uh, meet up with this group for the first time where they're like, hey, we're having a all, an all-girl-like skate meet-up, like, let's do this. And then she rides at the skate park, doesn't see any of them. All she sees are just dudes, like, shirtless and, like, just a huge... Um, just a male dominated scene and then she like finds them and then they have like a really great day together and she's like wow like for the first time I feel like I found my place and you could even see it in the way she skates at the end like she's weaving in and out of everyone and you could see like this huge balance of like introvertedness of like who she is when she's like speaking to people and like very shy and like coy about things but when she's skating she's like very extroverted in her style of like being so free and like out of everyone like doing like different tricks and stuff like she's the one who's like so flashy like just i love like seeing them all skate at the end and yeah just seeing them just (laughs) it's like yeah what happened happened let's move on honestly it's a that scene is future for sure i want to say yeah Mm -hmm. and then janae like you said, with the
2: styles and all that, but there's was a great point right before the end, I think, where she gets low and then she Janae puts her arm out and then they grab like arms and then Janae her. slingshots her to the front. And okay, that's that's a great visual communicator of what how they, they are past, as a group. Yeah. yeah. They're past, yeah, they and the part with her mother, that was another like, I love that part. It's so such a simple answer. But it does have to, like yeah, that is the answer. Just save your summary. And then yeah, I might keep going back to this, but like, go for it. That's one of those things. Again, I was like, if, I wish those conflicts that they wrote in earlier about her and her mother's relationship was more internal and less explicit. Like, what if you can't have kids? What if you can't have kids? Uh, and then what's the other one? She slaps her. She mm-hmm. shouldn't hit your kids, but like, you should never say that as well to your parent. And that's why like moments like that made her feel like a 15 year old or 14 year old. Like, Still developing, solving still internal stuff, and then, but then at the end we have this nice sweet moment where we see the mother's grown, and Camille's grown, and I'm like yeah, that is that's like almost sage advice, even though it's so simple, and that has a great strong effect to it. I love that part, but then I go back to the beginning and I'm like, why are they kind of like not throwing her under the bus, but making her an antagonistic force so early? I know people aren't good and evil outright. Yeah. But it's just if it's like the toxic shock stuff as well is like that's like negligence at some level. It's like, yeah, it's just hurt. M- it's hurt my ability to like that character. But then at the end, I want to like her a lot, and the film's telling me to like her a lot, and I'm looking back at the beginning, going, I wish it w- I wish it was just more been more vague Camille's issues with her expectations to conform to gender norms or or leave it more open ended even, and then I wouldn't have this feeling. And then another thing about the male-dominated aspect, there's a montage in the last third, I think, where she's with Devon's crew, and there's music playing, and that's my favorite scene in the movie because I couldn't decide if it was. That was the Khalid mm-hmm. song. Was sure. it the Khalid the slow, yeah, the, the slow, like, drowning like music? What the young dumb high school kids or something? Yeah, or something? young dumb yeah. and broke or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of the. There's another part then maybe where it's a music, and I think. Camille's talking with Janae and doing that great thing where there's dialogue.
1: Yeah, over. I remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where she's where it's that huge montage sequence of Janae with the uh, yes. fractured ankle, and then it's jumping around with what Camille's doing with like Devin over and the his, few weeks. Yeah, Devin and his crew,
2: and then there's, so it's like an unsettling music, and there's a co- there's a it feels like a conflict building, and then there's that great scene where it's Devin and his friend, his shirtless friend. And Camille, and he's, like, doing this whole, like, oh, man, I'm in love with this chick, dude. She has a fat ass. She does this, this,
1: this. <laughs> like he's, like, yeah. talking about, like, how she, he didn't even have to, like, try and do anything. She just invited him over. Yeah. And like, man, went over to her place, man.
2: It was awesome. And it shows like, the other guy. And I, was, was, I love the dialogue. It is yeah. not Hollywood
0: typical dialogue. It's just things that you just overhear someone talking to a friend
2: about, you know. Like, I just love it. I don't yeah. know, for me. It's authentic, but, like, that's one of those moments was like, with the music and the discussion as well as the other aspects of the film, I'm thinking, like, is this, is this part of the montage supposed to be, uh, like, good times with Devin? Where he's, like, this bitch had a, uh, no, I'm sorry, this chick had a fat ass. He's, <laughs> he's, <laughs> essentially, he's essentially doing that. He's, yeah. he's it's straight up locker room talk, like, full on yeah. locker room talk and she's, like, playing along. Like, I'm not listening to this. And I'm, like, and then you think God's a woman, like she's, she's getting into the back and forth with him a bit. <laughs> and then he like, what was her name? Uh, Tuss. No, where she's from? Uh, Shit. I don't know. <laughs> and they all laugh and it's like slow. It's like a drumming music or droning music. And I was one of those moments. I love that moment of the film. I had a strong emotional reaction. But I was like, I still look, go, look back at that. I'm like, was it meant to be like good times with Devin? Or was it meant to be like a bit of the undertones of what I thought they're going to explore later in the film? About like the masculine aspect of like the how gatekept, how much gatekeeping there may be in the skater community. Yeah,
1: you know, like even when she first arrives to hang out with them. Yeah, like they're all mad at Devin for bringing yeah, her along. That was like, that was gonna say. That's like one gripe I had. I'm like. Most skaters aren't like that.
3: Like, they're not like, oh, you're, you're bringing a fucking chick with us? She's going to slow us down. Like, yeah. No, no one's like that. I mean, yeah. none of, nobody that I've ever skated with is like, they're just like, we're just
2: like, yeah, come, come skate with us.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. The montage brought the question up of, like, Camille's, they're, they're all doing locker room talk with Camille's. Like, is she, is she now part of the boys' group? Is she part of the, yeah, is she part of the... But then it brings up the whole, like, I thought her character... I want a character growth when it's confronting that stuff to be not caring about either what is a boy and girl concept. I want Camille to be Camille, regardless of what that means. Mm. So, like, the montage with the droning music and the guy talking about the girl who he kind of remembers but doesn't fully remember and just describing her physically and their sexual escapades. And Camille's like, oh, yeah, whatever. I don't know. And it's just it was one of those moments where like it had a strong emotional feeling, but I just won I felt like something was coming with that. Like, okay, there's there's the groundwork of something heavy coming up. And then Camille goes to stay with Devin at his place. And I'm like, Okay, the if the movie's gonna get heavy, it's gonna get heavy soon. Yeah. Yeah, she's like sleeping on their couch. Yeah.
0: And they're all yeah, yeah very mm-hmm. watching like porn. Skate videos. Yeah, they, they're, like, fighting skiing.
1: over the channel. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And as well, well
0: as, yeah... Felt- I mean, I had friends that are like that, so it's pretty accurate. Yeah, that it's is... That's not, accurate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have friends that do that exact shit. It doesn't... Yeah. They're not uh, romanticizing that the... the I guess the, the male dynamic of, like,
2: locker room talk, you know? Yeah. But the gender thing's still there, then, because, like, maybe because... I know Camille's staying there as a guest, but she doesn't feel confident enough to... Right. As Camille, regardless of what it means to go tell these dudes like, turn the fucking TV off. I'm trying to sleep. It's 3 a.m. Yeah, like yeah, I felt mm-hmm. like I felt I was going to get even more explicit. Like not more like like in the kitchen explicit. stuff. Not more like in the <laughs> kitchen stuff. <like. laughs> not more dogville explicit. No, <laughs> I thought Devin was going to have a bigger heel turn than he had.
1: Yeah, Dude, Devin like pissed me off so much because like. Even during, like, when he first... Well, like, how you were mentioning, like, when they're talking, like, during that entire, like, montage sequence. And even, like, when uh, he first brings Camille over to, like, stay with everyone. He's so passive when it comes to intervening and, like, putting people in their place and stuff. Like, because there's so much, like, explicit talks and just, like, so much much one-sidedness towards people's conversations and their own perspectives, like, they're just pushing their own, like, how they perceived it versus how others could potentially perceive it. And, like, Camille's, like, looking at him, and all Devin's doing is just, like, looking back at her and being, and just, like, <laughs> taking photos of people. Like, he doesn't say anything to, like, stand up for, like, the other side of the coin or, like, the other perspective. He's just such a... He seems
0: like a neutral observer, pretty much. I mean, he doesn't really... He, he doesn't really speak up for anyone either. And and she also even mentions, like, you're not with your crew. And he's like, well, we don't stick
2: together like Lou like that. I, right. think, he's, I think he's a gaslighter. I think that's what He the, totally the is, says. yeah. Why he's, is that? Why do you think that? He's very fluid. And uh, like Kevin said, he's very fluid in interactions and confrontations. but Especially with the referencing to how Janae felt. Even though we don't see their experiences... And then his, the biggest thing we get of his heel turn is when Camille expresses the desire to be intimate with him, he engages for a minute and then he pulls it back as, oh yeah, I'm not actually interested in you like that. And that may be true. Well, and he was also drunk. Remember that he came home... Yeah.
0: Blasted. Oh, I thought he had like a long day or something. No, he yeah, said some he, henny. He had some henny,
1: oh. yeah. Oh, okay. But he like took his shirt off and everything. Like Well,
0: I take he, I take my shirt off and I'm about
1: to go to bed. <laughs> I don't know man, like he okay, so he like gets into the room, lies down, <laughs> hey, what are you doing here? Oh it was too loud out there. And then like he like goes up or Camille like turns to him and like they start kissing and stuff. And this is like going on for like five minutes. And then he like takes this sh- like he's the one that starts like initiating it like he takes her shirt off takes his shirt off and he's the one like pushing it forward and then all of a sudden he's like mm, I think of you as a sister I'm not really feeling it and then he like cooking goes to bed and then the thing and then that she gets the, thing, of the thing that pisses yeah. me off the most though is that she goes to turn a- like she just takes it on the chin and she turns away, and then the fucking arm, Devin, this motherfucker, puts his arm over Camille and, like, cuddles with her for the rest of the night. And he's like, oh, well, I just really feel like you're the sister of the group. Uh, you know, I don't want to ruin things. And it's like, dude, you just made out with me for, like, five minutes. It's, like, and I already like, ruined. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you fucked it up. And the thing is, is that, like, this is the moment that Camille understands what Devin put Janae through. Because what happened with them is they, you know, hit it off the same exact way that Camille and Devin did. Like, they hung out a lot, they stayed a lot, and they did all these things together. And then um, Devin was, like, framing it up to be the certain way where he's very interested in her, only to have Janae be completely and utterly friend-zoned by him. He's like, oh, well, you need to be the one that's okay with a friend. And, he, and even, like, when uh, Camille asked him... Or about, like, what happened. He's like, yeah, like, Janae just couldn't handle being friends with me, so I had to cut it off. And it's like, really? Is that how it happened? Or did you purposely, like, get what you want out of this person and make her feel like the one that she was in the wrong? Which goes back into what you were saying about being the gaslighter. He seems, he, he almost seems like in almost the same type of opportunistic Uh, nature that Camille has but Camille is mainly doing it out of like a fear of like not knowing what to do whereas Devin purposely like preys on these opportunities of like getting the photos of Camille doing the kickflip on the building up in New York for his own Instagram account and like all these things and oh uh my my uh, session with this person fell through so I'm gonna ask Camille if she wants to take photos like he just uses people and then when Things get uncomfortable and when he has to be like vulnerable and like share his world with people, like he just completely, um, like turns off that side of himself to where he does like friend zone Camille and then just shatters herself and whatnot, you know? Yeah. I was going to say Camille, Camille, when she's opportunistic, she's still doing
2: it out of the desire to be accepted or have friends where Devin seems, especially with the introduction when they introduced gaslighting as a concept, even on the subway ride, he seems like a character who's clearly not leading the girls on just for the emotional power dynamic of the chase. Whatever he gets from that. It's not explicit. He could be genuinely... I'm not... But it it feels so manipulative.
0: I don't know. What do you think, Tyler? I kind of feel like I'm... I thought the...
3: I don't know. Yeah, it's tough to tell. I think... He just seems like a guy who doesn't know what he wants. He's like a lost soul. Mm-hmm. I thought like the scene, I didn't I didn't realize that he put his arm around Camille after they uh like almost had sex or whatever.
1: Like grabs her wrist too. Oh, yeah. he like full on like
3: okay, yeah, that is that is kind of douchey. But I thought yeah. I was like, oh, okay, like that's actually like a good move dude, like on okay. him for like You know, like, he's like, I don't want to fuck up our friendship, so I'm not going to bang you. I was like, okay, that's like... He could have
0: easily had sex with her and tell her afterwards that, oh, well, you're just my friend anyway. Yeah, like, that probably would have been worse.
3: mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't have, like, a huge problem with him, but now that you guys are talking about it, he does seem, like, kind of manipulative, or just, he just seems, like, very selfish.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. like, kind of, to himself... Yeah, selfish, self-centered. Like, like you guys were mentioning, he he doesn't stick up for either one side. Yeah, he's just kind of an island.
3: Like, he's aware that he has shitty friends and doesn't do anything about it. Like, that's kind of a shitty, shitty person thing to do. Like, but I also get that because it's yeah. like I've had friends like that too. But I don't know. I, I guess I agree. I guess I like that too. yeah. I didn't. I didn't hate him, but I didn't like <laughs> him either. Like yeah. he just seemed very like neutral and yeah he just seemed like a like a lost soul like a lost like
0: you know trying to figure his shit out
1: mm-hmm.
0: I agree um I think I mean you guys do bring up good points about um him being potentially this gaslighter um but he also doesn't seem like that focal like Point, like the villain of the story um because all he really was doing was just taking pictures of her and she liked it though she enjoyed the exposure she even um she also didn't even respond to like the skate kitchens plans like she instead wants to hang out with him and and, and like for him to take pictures or videos of her skateboarding and that's what she really liked um i think she did like him though she definitely oh yeah was, like, for sure crushed on him. i think that and also that i think she's also biased because she had feelings for him um but also i, I think the whole gaslighting thing would have rung really true if he did indeed have sex with her and then and then after the fact say oh well i'm actually not into you because then i'll yeah. make him an emotionally manipulative douchebag um but yeah, I mean the cuddling at the end was just unnecessary. I feel I feel like
1: it was yeah all the think same thing. I don't know. I
2: think if they had sex, I think it'd take away from the the psychological aspect I think they were trying to present. Like if, if he to had, had sex with her that night and then the next morning he's like, Oh my you're like a sister, I gotta break it off I think people would view it as more as like, Oh, he's just a He's just, like, exploitive or... Yeah, he's just a piece of shit. ...a user. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if they stop it early, it's purely like, okay, what is he deriving the pleasure from? You can only assume it's the psychological aspect of being desired or
1: yeah. the power
2: dynamic of someone wants me. And the moment they give it all up, he's like, okay. Yeah, he, like, like turns him away. Yeah. But, but also for me,
0: like, <laughs> I still differentiate between going from first base and then home run. <laughs> so I feel like there's a big... From, from, me, from going from one thing to the other. See, for it's, it's Camille, all it's the,
1: a big deal. It's all in the underlying aspect of it, though, because yeah, had he like decided to, you know, cut it off right then and there and being like, oh, um, um, I'm just gonna like I don't I don't want to have sex with you or anything like that because you know we're friends and I don't want to ruin it. Like, had he just decided to not cuddle with her at the <laughs> end. <laughs> I would have been okay with it. Like, I would have been like, okay, that's pretty emotionally mature of him to do. Like, all...
3: Especially when you're drunk.
1: Yeah, like, even though it took, like, a while for you to realize this, after you're, like, fucking making out with this person and, like, almost naked with them, like, okay, I get it. Um, Maybe you're just slow when it comes to realizing things. But the fact of the matter is that, like, he heard what she said. He heard her voice all of these... uh, underlying desires to him and saying how she like wanted more with him and she and and he recognized this and was like oh well I understand you feel this way but this is how I feel and she doesn't like once again she doesn't say anything to try and convince him otherwise she just turns away and is like okay this is going to be like the next like these next eight hours are going to be like some of the longest hours of my life sitting next to this person who rejected me and only to have, like, minute, like moments later, him just reaching his arm around her and, like, grabbing onto her. Like, yeah, that's so I fucked get up. It. He's
3: playing the game. Yeah. Place,
1: like, like, that is. Like, I, didn't, I didn't even see that. Somebody, somebody like. 100%. We could chalk it up to him being drunk, but no, that's not the case. No, he's like, still, like, fucking with her mind. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that type of, like, psychological abuse stays with you. Like, it's a, it's. It's almost on par with the physical aspect of it, because the mental side of oneself versus the physical side, they're almost, like, parallel with one another. And although, like, he didn't have sex with her, and, like, the next day it was like, oh, I'm rejecting you here, he rejected her, like, full on mentally, and also pushed himself physically on her afterwards. And I feel like... Shit, like, if I were her, that would take me, like, a year to get over. Like, that was so fucked up, just in that one little action. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I fucked up <laughs> in. I'm, sure, I'm sure also
2: Camille expressed, because I think she did with her friends as well, like, she has no experience in the dating scene, essentially.
0: Right, because she was asking them, oh, how do you know, know you when won't. you like yeah. someone? Or Because, yeah, she's emotionally has not
2: matured or hasn't been there yet yeah i'm sure that devin's seems- aware of that so he's like oh, i'm gonna break it off once intimate but he's gonna cast the line back out to keep her interested yeah. enough to satisfy whatever he's deriving from it is what i got the read is
1: it's very griffith energy <laughs> and i don't like it <laughs>
3: i thought that was weird though too when she's asking her like like, how do you know when you like someone? It's like, what? It seems so natural thing. <laughs> you're 18 years old. You
2: should be 14, shouldn't that? <laughs> I should have to 14. To you would
3: know, like I was <laughs> crushing on girls in like first grade or kindergarten. <laughs> but,
2: but you, you crush and then you like. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, but
2: still. Hey, like, I mean, I know? didn't,
0: I didn't even start dating until like my second or third year in college. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I guess I kind of relate to that, like how do you know when to like date someone or like how do you i don't know but i mean yeah it would make i guess it would be much more um makes more sense if they were teenagers but i mean i don't know i've been there i'm I'm not i'm
2: slow too at development so (laughs) i just have a conspiracy theory that they're like we can't have 14- and 15-year-old girls doing what they're doing in the film. So they're all 18. (laughs) Yeah. And let's do these next scenes.
0: Yeah. I mean, some people don't even come into their own until, like, their 20s. Yeah. And I know plenty of people that have kind of similar paths. So... Yeah. Sometimes I wished I grew up earlier, you know? Like, I wished... I had my college years that I had, I wish I had that in my high school years, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't go to a party or drink alcohol or do any of this other stuff until after
2: the fact. And some people have already gone through that. So, I don't know. But Richie, um, you should be the best Richie you can be. Just like Camille should be Camille. <laughs> <And> not worry <laughs> about if she's a boy or a girl. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, but I, I understand. Um yeah, I think Devin isn't the most favorable character. And maybe... I would have to watch the film again to see it. Um But kinda like Tyler, I didn't really I saw him more neutral at first, but I think everyone else made good points that he um could have been more
2: mature about it. Right. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so. And then the the skate kitchens reaction was also a bit of a That was a bit weird. Over the top, would you say? Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to think of how to express this, but just that I they, well, they vilified her for a little bit, right? Like the post. That as well, yeah. In. But that was one of those things,
0: like how close of friends were they? Well, mean, they have a few montages, so I mean, I'm sure they've <laughs> been, I think, I'm sure they've been together for a bit, right? Yeah.
1: I think that that's how we should purely judge their friendship. How many montages <laughs> <Yeah>. have been <laughs> skating? Just a good movie. amount of
2: montages. <laughs> that's how we should judge. Judge all friendships
1: exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, like uh, me and this person have had about like ten montages, so we're pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> if, if
2: they just
0: if they just self referenced the fact that they had a bunch of montages, <laughs> time
2: went by, it should be good, right? <laughs> but with I mean, the with the Devon Devon thing of Camille and Devon are becoming an item, and that hurts Janae, mm-hmm. who was in this very similar boat to Camille and i see the conflict there's natural but then the second like oh you're skating with them kurt comes back in as i was like, right. she's been shooting in the intro she was one of the charismatic characters then she kind of got a back seat the la janae and indigo to get more screen time and then kurt comes in again like you've been skating with other dudes and like it felt almost comical like the like that was the betrayal of trust yeah, yeah. So, well, you're skating with their crew yeah. you're skating <laughs> with those assholes or something
0: like that oh yeah I mean they, they, cause every time they saw them though they had beef right or like they wouldn't let them skate like they wouldn't take turns and stuff or they were always getting into fights There's beef and, like the one time
2: where the two I think
0: it a couple times right at least like, like twice the, the frizzy athlete. the yeah. f- mm-hmm. frizzled hair guy or whatever
3: they beefed like, like a day.
0: couple times yeah like, it happened in the beginning of the film and like in the middle um, but I don't know I think it was a, a bit of a build-up, but yeah, I mean, it probably could have leaned more towards, like, the whole, like, oh, she's with us, and you guys are your own crew.
2: Felt, like, yeah, yeah. there's, like, a tribalistic aspect there are holding on to. It's kind of like, I didn't get that full vibe. It was like Lord of the Flies. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, yeah, was like, I, I think, yeah, like, I, I get that you could be upset with Camille for the Devon thing, or even slightly for skating with the other people or like ditching them to hang out with other people that could hurt their relationship like the over the top like suddenly Kurt's the main like they're shoving each other like you're skating (laughs) with other dudes god damn it I was like okay I I think it's taken away from Janae or like I don't I yeah it's just one of those things where it felt weird like if Kurt was like lashing out because she felt for Janae like being more hyper or more confrontational with Camille like okay then that makes sense but like it felt like a comedic line in the serious part. Where it's like, You didn't skate with other people? You didn't you skate with those assholes? And like then the arguments kind of shifted. Like Indigo and Janae are talking about, like, go be with Devon, And then Kurt's like, Go skate with those assholes. You. Yeah. Yeah. And then Camille does, like, the shitty
0: thing of being like, Well, Indigo knew the whole time. And Indigo's like, Don't put me into this. And I'm just oh, like, yeah. Come on, Camille. I'm like, don't do that. That was a funny one of Because at the end, when they all, like, they reconvene and they become, like, a group again, uh, I was just thinking, like, yeah, you know, Camille is pretty flawed herself. Like, she kind of had it a little easier and didn't need to go through all these obstacles to, like, get her friends back. But, like, um, yeah, I think that uh, what she did was selfish and she should have told Janae. But um, Mm -hmm. I think it's just normal and natural, I think. Yeah. when you discover your own feelings and you don't know how to deal with that and she is um, to herself and doesn't really express how she feels. And some of the moments that she does are when she talks to the girls about like, oh, I like guys, and they ask her like, what, what type of guy do you like? Uh, I really like those small moments yeah. um, that she gets to express herself. And then Kurt being like, you know the MVP of the group, of, like being the most entertaining. Or, no like, way! Just, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 the thought, I thought I thought I thought was her funny. The most. Yeah, <laughs> the I don't know. People. Like there are scenes like she's kind of a scene stealer, and even during the party scenes and stuff, like she just um, lights up conversations to me. But I don't know. Okay. She wasn't the
3: best actor, that's for sure. Honestly. But like character-wise, I liked her character. Yeah, okay. definitely.
2: So She Kurt, was probably, like, the worst actor out of all of them, actually. <laughs> I think yeah. her and Camille were the least competent actors in the group.
1: Yo, bro, your ankle looks like my shirt, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she,
2: became a, she became a comedic character where yeah. was like, okay, I want to know more about Indigo, Ruby, and Janae. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Even, no, even Janae's a yeah. bit more like Camille where they they seem like they're not, This they feel like they're younger than their characters say they are. Mm-hmm. But then, like, yeah, there's Ruby with the camera, and she barely talks.
0: Yeah, she. I don't think she really
2: talks at all. She's kind of like almost mute. Yeah, she. She does like the right know, and the in montages. She has lines and like the songs. She like tells them to hold up at the crosswalk because yeah. they're about to start dancing and all that. That was my one of my favorite. Those are gonna be in the clips.
0: <laughs> I really like Indigo too. I, I, yeah, like. I wish there was more of Indigo and Ruby because everyone else kind of had more lines and stuff. Especially with Indigo feeling the most mature. Yeah, yeah she
1: definitely, definitely felt not. the most mature one. Yeah.
0: Um, but I have to say, I, I, I do think that Rochelle Windberg, um, as Camille, I think she is one of the more stronger performances to me. Oh, yes, Maybe totally. Else, but yeah, I think even towards the end, you see more of that when she starts to break down. And I thought, dang, you know? Uh, I thought that was pretty impressive, especially as a non-professional actor, um, being able to do that. I think she did a good job.
1: I think um, the moment that I trusted in her abilities, like fully, was during that party scene where like everyone's just talking and having a good time in like this weird dingy apartment. It looks like and there's like yeah. dim lighting and like people are like passing around like drugs and stuff, and yeah. all of a sudden like it it gets quiet. And then everyone, like, starts making out with each other. Oh, yeah. And I forget who it was, but, like, I think it's Kurt and um, another uh, friend that's in the group. Like, they start making out with each other. Or, or it isn't? Or it's just, like, another, it's, it's it's so just like, another woman there it's, or something like that. Yeah, it. it's a woman at the party. Yeah. And then, like, the other woman, like, starts grabbing, like, Camille's leg. And Camille's just, like, looking oh, yeah. around being yeah. like, what is going yeah. on? <laughs> and she just feels, like, so disconnected from her surroundings, like, compared to... <laughs> The suburban nature of like how she was like sheltered and like uh, raised in rhode oh, island and whatnot absolutely yeah and i loved just seeing the quiet thoughtfulness on her face during that scene of not knowing what to do so then what does she do she goes up to the top floor and escapes it because she's like i don't feel like i belong in this setting yeah like i, I can't even begin to recount how many times i felt that way and like large group environments where i just see things that are going on like what am i doing here and just feeling so lost and alone in the company of like people who i know right that's the first part of the film where they do that they start doing that editing thing where they're playing the time as well
2: as the dialogue where it's still that conversation about what celebrity do you want do we want to do drugs with Mm -hmm. but then it jumps forward to like shirts are off and then it jumps back like people are kissing different people of the four who are getting intimate and Camille's sitting there awkwardly it jumps like forward in time where shirts are off and it jumps back to where the woman is grabbing Camille's leg and trying to get her involved and then yeah Mm -hmm. that was like like that was the part they started on and like yeah like you said with the performance like that's
1: where the film starts doing new stuff that goes well just starts taking off from there. It was so nuanced. Yeah. I loved it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. um, Do we have any closing thoughts before we end our
1: episode? Watch this if you want to broaden your perspective. That's all I have to say. Because this is... I think it was mentioned quite a few times earlier. Like, this is the only movie... That I know of that features women actually skateboarding in a male-dominated culture, and even outside of that, of uh, you know, people who have like different sexualities and don't necessarily conform to genders or anything like that. Like this is the first time that I felt and seen such a diverse presence in a movie that just put everything I knew about the culture on top of its head and. Was basically reshaping it from the ground up, and I loved it. Like I, I, loved just seeing this exposure to these different subcultures and groups, and I, like, like I said, if you want to broaden your perspective on life in general, just watch this movie.
3: I second that. Yeah, if you're a
2: skating fan too, check it out yeah has a lot of powerful moments and good the skating. Though, yeah, there's, there's nothing to complain about with the skating scenes. It's all just good. The color and all that. Especially, yeah, the first scene I loved too. That was
3: so cool. Like the quick camera movements of her skating the bowl. But yeah, it's you guys are right. Like the, I guarantee, there's probably like I don't think there's any other movie out there about
0: female skaters. So it was a fresh take for sure. Yeah, um, it's definitely different and it. Sticks out um, compared to other skate films. Like I said, mid '90s kids, Brink.
2: Brink. you remember? Oh grink. yeah, girl. <laughs> I was gonna say Tony Hawk's Underground. That's a movie, <laughs> oh <right>?
0: <laughs> <man>.
1: <laughs> Now,
2: now there's Skate
0: Kitchen, and it's not only just female skaters; it's a, a diverse um, group, uh, POCs in this film. And I think that's important, and hopefully it lays more groundwork for films like this in the future. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, definitely, if you haven't, follow our Instagram at Podcast, And if you have any questions or film recommendations, uh, send us a question at layfilmpodcast at gmail.com. And definitely follow us on Spotify and iTunes and leave us reviews. And thanks for listening. Oh,